0: Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, overly shy main characters with hearts of gold, super enthusiastic classmates with a unique view of the world, a compelling interest in European-style board games, realistic gamer strategies, and the power of friendship. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 335, The World Has A Lot More Fun Things That You Don't Know About Yet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spark and manga Review, some podcasts and manga reviews about connecting Enhanced Narratives. This is your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun episode of this wonderful podcast, and it is a new month, and I'm super excited because things have been amazing lately for me, and besides with the podcast, I have spent my one-year anniversary with Greta. We had a blast. It officially has been one year since we've been married, and things have been awesome, uh, things have been pretty cool with some manga related stuff. And in addition, I am so happy, so psyched, because I have finished one of my white whales. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a manga that I've been looking for for years. Officially, I am done with a se- another series. And I'm so excited because it took so long to find this stupid manga. Um, uh, but anyway, I digress. If you're joining us for the first time, you're probably confused. So anyway, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is some podcast that provides informative reviews about chronically enhanced narratives. Pretty much what that means is every episode, we talk about one or two manga titles or movie titles if you listen to our movie review or et cetera, et cetera, for our games and whatnot. And we tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You have to do with anything that I or my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting... And most importantly, entertaining for you, the listener. So you can listen to us on your commute or while you're exercising, and it's cool and chill. Now, you can find any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can also email us at zan, that's x a n, at spirekin.com or spirekin at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Apple Music, YouTube. And various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-E-K-E-N and I guarantee you'll find us. If you want to direct message us, definitely type in at Sparkin or follow us on Instagram because we've got some really cool things going on. And we've got a couple of new additions to the recommendations for the month. We've got some nice ones and some crazy ones. I think the newest recommendation we're going to be doing is some stuff from our early days of the podcast. But I digress again, because I'm going on tangents a lot today. I don't know why. just because I'm still coming off from an exciting weekend somewhere far away and having a good time. But, yeah, so, if you are familiar with the podcast, it's that time of the podcast where we talk about the new releases for the week. And we've got some, well, some unique titles this week. And one which I'm pretty intrigued by, I'm not going to lie, because there are compendiums coming out this week. Not one, but two compendiums, which are kind of a selection of works that just show kind of the inner workings of various series' worlds. And so what came out this week we had was Yono of the Dawn, Volume 20, World Trigger, Volume 19. I'm surprised that series is still going on again because World Trigger was such a weird series, but it's not that bad for a shonen series. You have We Never Learned, Volume 6, Bokumen, uh The Wise, Wise Beasts of the Wizarding Wisdom, the manga, Uh, The Promised Neverland, Volume 12. If you've not read the series, it is amazing. We reviewed this several months back, and we've been enjoying it so much. is a huge fan of the anime, and we're excited for Season 2. You have The Heroic Legend of Arslan, Volume 11. Takane and Hana, Volume 11. A lot of volumes 11 this month. You have the first of the two compendiums, the One Piece Color Walk compendium, Water 7 to Paramount War, the manga. You have Natsu's Book of Friends, Volume 23. You have My Hero Academia, Volume 21. My Hero Academia Vigilantes, Volume 6. Hikaru Volume 27. Ghostly Things, Volume 1. Food War, Shigeki no Soma Volume 32. Dragon Balls of Visual History, the second compendium. And I'm curious if they're going to cover everything from the original Dragon Balls series to the current series, or if they're just going to cover the new stuff. Because it's a stored history, and i got to admit, the fact that it was based on Journey to the West is kind of been forgotten nowadays because all of it's about aliens and whatnot and they forget the fact that Goku was based on Son Goku you had um Bulma was based off of um the priest who I know his name my brain is I'm gonna remember like in 10 minutes my brain's just kind of fuzzy right now but anyway I digress you have Bakemonogatari the manga volume one you have Haru Ride volume seven you have An Incurable Place of Love volume one and then finally, the last release of this week is, again, Volume 11. And that series is kind of an interesting take on the time travel aspect. When we reviewed it, we were kind of feeling it out. We thought it was good. It could be a little better. But it's gotten more intriguing and engaging, I've got to say. Now, one other thing I forgot to mention. Don't worry. Greta is going to be on another podcast. We've just been very busy with some stuff. She's going to be back on soon because she's got some stuff that she's very excited to talk about and review with me. So we'll get to that later because we're here to talk about manga and that's what you're excited for because the manga of the day is one I'm kind of surprised at because one, I never heard about it till last week and two, the anime adaptation came out today so I actually waited to watch the anime before doing the review because I read it, I got my feelings about it. And then I watched the anime. I wanted to see how they did it. And I've got to say, it's a pretty faithful adaptation. I'm curious to see where they go. They've added a little bit more stuff in the backgrounds, which we'll get to. But it's an intriguing adaptation. So, the series we're talking about when I spun that one that only The Wheel of Manga last week. The series was written by Hiro Nakamichi all the way back in 2013. still coming out. It's published by Shogakuken with 14 volumes. It's also released in Monthly Shonen Sunday. It is a slice-of-life gaming series, and it is a shonen demographic. And the manga we're talking about is Hokago Shikoro Kurabu, or in English, After School Dice Club. This is a series which, if it sounds, what the hell is it about? Is it a gambling manga? What is it? No. It is the story of Miki Takakase, a young girl who's in school who's super shy. She's had some issues in the past and she's a little bit socially awkward. Uh, Her classmates ask her to go out. She doesn't want to go out because she's kind of afraid of putting herself out there and she doesn't know what to do. She's a little, just, she thinks she's going to become that old lady who sleeps on a bench and stays alone. And then one day, she ends up running into a crazy girl named Aya Takayashiki who almost runs her over with a bike, lands in a pond with her butt up, and she's completely drenched and they start a weird friendship. The thing is that Miki is very insular. She doesn't like a lot of the things that people do for fun. She doesn't like going to karaoke. She doesn't like interacting. She's very confused with it. And Aya is the complete opposite. She enjoys the world for what it is. And after Miki ends up helping Aya, Aya says, well, I've just moved to Kyoto and I'm walking around let's just go on an adventure and Miki's like no no no! we're gonna get lost we're gonna get lost and she's panicking because they're getting lost because they're just walking around and Aya's like you're not good at this are you and Miki's like what are you talking about you're not good at playing we're playing pretend it's like but we're gonna get lost and Aya with her interesting thought process says that's not true there's no way we can get lost well why Because we don't have, we are not going anywhere. What? By not going anywhere, there's no way we can get lost. You need to have a goal in order to get lost. Like if you're going to the dentist, then you'll get lost if you don't know where you're going. But if you're not going somewhere, you can't get lost. If you don't have any goals, there's no way to get lost. We're just playing pretend to be lost. And by doing this, Miki kind of realizes that's true. And she ends up seeing a part of her town that she's never seen before, just by going on a little adventure with this girl. And she ends up getting her first real friend. And Aya says to Miki, you know, it's fun to pretend. And more importantly, the world has a lot more fun things that you don't know about yet. Because Miki's so shocked because she's lived in this town her whole life. She's never seen it. The series takes place in Kyoto. And like I said, Aya just moved there three months ago. And it's kind of funny and different. And as they go there, they end up... uh, So she moved there. She's going to start school the next day. And things are going to be great. And Miki goes to class. She's a little worried. She's like, okay, back to the whole home drama. Wish I could see that weird girl again. And they get a transfer student. Yes, that's right. Aya is the new transfer student in her class. And her best friend in the world, Miki, is there. So they're now new best friends. And then they end up meeting the class representative, Midori Ono. The class rep slash president of the class who is by the books. All the rules have to be there. And she is very by the book. And one of the big rules is after 6 o'clock you are not allowed to go to any shopping arcades. It's a weird rule that the school has. Don't know why. But after her introducing herself to Aya and Aya and Miki walking around. And also you finding out that Midori, unlike Miki and all the other characters, doesn't speak with a... Kyoto dialect. She doesn't speak Kyoto-ben, which is the way that they speak. She speaks standard Japanese, and the reason for this is that she prefers to speak in this way because Kyoto-ben, there's a lot of ambiguous phrases that make no sense logically, or very little, so she'd rather be heard and speak it. But she doesn't always speak in standard Japanese, because she ends up telling them about the time that it's almost six o'clock, you guys have to get home, you can't go to an arcade or a restaurant or something. You'll get in trouble. Pop, Goes off. Aya's upset because they've been kind of tricked into this. And they end up seeing Midori walking into an arcade. And an arcade isn't like a video arcade. It's like a shopping center. So Aya convinces Miki to follow Midori to what's going on. Where's she going? Why is she going to the other arcade? She knows she's not allowed to go there. Is she meeting someone? Is there something going on where she's getting paid to date old guys? We don't know. They end up following her into a building where there's a weird sign that they don't read and they go into it. It turns out it's a store. A very interesting store. What is this store? This store is filled with a bunch of boxes. They can't read the boxes but there are cool pictures and images on it. Like one of them has a bunch of monsters fighting each other. Another one has an old European city. Another one has a Bunch of penguins sliding on ice. And then they say, What is it? This is a weird language. And a guy walks up behind them says, Well, it's in German. This is welcome to the Dice Club. It is a store that sells German games and specialty European games slash Euro games. And guess who works there? Yes, Midori works there. And she loves games. She loves playing games. She's kind of shocked that her classmates followed her there. But eventually the boss kind of convinces her to teach them a game, and they become a trio of friends. The series is about them interacting with each other and playing different board games. And the one part which is very cool that I love about this series, and I love about the anime as well, is that all of these board games actually exist. They're all real. Some of them are out of print, but most of them you could find if you know where to look. And it's crazy because they play all these games They teach you how to play... It's almost like a sports series where it's like, oh, here's it, here's the technique, and this, that. It's every single one, they're playing different games and how it works. And there are some great games. I mean, the list of the games that the manga covers are uh, Marrakesh, which is one where you play a carpet salesman and you have to trick the other person to, to sell the most carpets possible. You have Cockroach Poker, which is a bluffing game. You have Viva Topo, which is cats and mice chasing each other. You have Hold Their Gazer slash beat the buzzard. It's a card game with a buzzard. It's kind of weird. You have The Werewolves of Miller's Hollow, which is the original version of One Night Werewolf. It's a little different. And honestly, unless you have like 15 players, I don't think it's as good as One Night Werewolf from what I've read or heard. But who knows? Some people prefer Resistance or One Night Werewolf. It's a whole thing. Anyway, you have a game called Geister or Ghosts. You have Ink and Gold slash Diamant. That's a game where you're trying to escape out of a... Layer Labyrinth with as much ash as you can. You have my least favorite game of all time, Settlers of Catan, for two chapters, which that I understand it's important, it's popular, but I hate fucking Catan. I hate it with a passion. There are better games. I also hate Dominion. I know, they're two um, Spiel Award winners, but whatever. I, I can't stand those two series. I think they're overrated and they're not as fun as they could be. There are better games. Anyway, I digress. Um... They do an entire chapter with Telestrations, and that is a fun and hysterically bad game. If you've never played Telestrations, highly recommend it. And then they play a game called Fauna, which is animal um, facts. And they also talk about the Spiel des Jar, which is this yearly board game award ceremony where they choose the best board games of the year. And this is not a new thing. Some people think, oh, the... The game night thing is recent. No. Board games are a huge thing in Europe, and this has been going on since 1978. So board games are a real thing, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is huge. So if you're not into the board game train, jump onto it, because some of them are a blast. And it's a fun series that focuses on these characters and helps them grow. Each one of them is nuanced and different, and there are lots of other subplots going on. You have the fact that Aya's as big sister, has a cat that no one likes. That, that that no one likes. That the cat doesn't like anybody except for Miki. You have Midori, who her whole goal is she wants to become a game author. She wants to create a board game. That's her goal, and that's what she wants to do, and it's that's why she loves games so much. So it gives her a reason to do things. You have Miki. Uh, learning to stand up for herself and realizing that life is fun, it's not boring, it's not so sad, and I love that fact. I love the fact that it is an empowering series for such a shy character, and Miki is a great character. And you have some guys too, and it's funny, the first guy you have is Shota. Shota is a guy in their class who sits next to Aya and is infatuated with her. He likes her a lot, he wants to go out with her. Unfortunately, she doesn't know he exists. And he is someone who knows Midori for a long time. So through some kind of chicanery, some trickery... He ends up going and playing a board game with them. Well, a card game. They end up playing uh, Cockroach Poker together. And and he ends up sitting next to Aya. And Miki immediately realizes that... Shota likes Aya. And she's like, oh, I see where it's going here. I guess I can't say anything though because it'd be kind of weird. And at the end... Aya confronts Shota. It's like, I know why you came here. I understand because you had no reason to come here. Look for this book that you didn't find. And he's like, oh no, she knows. Maybe this will work out in my favor. It's like, and Aya says, you like Midori. You know what? I'm going to help you. And he's like, what? (laughs) And it's like, oh God, this is really bad. So the girl he likes thinks he likes someone else and he likes the girl and it's just a whole cluster. It's just a whole big mess. And there's another kid Named Ryuji Yoshioka, who is friends of Shota, who likes Miki. And he doesn't know how to deal with it. And he ends up hanging out with them because... Same reason, because hanging out with board games. And it's a huge board game. It's a... I gotta say, it's an uplifting, simple series that's a lot of fun. It goes into great lengths to explain the various series. It has a great cast. And I gotta say, it's one of the more heartwarming series and is it does its homework really well and i love that in the background of all the panels you see accurate representations of each of the games accurate representations of the artwork and to top it off it's got lots of little easter eggs of various series in the background and the anime annotation with the first volume combined the first two chapters so combined uh, Miki meeting Aya and then the whole thing with uh, Marrakesh so it's combining so this should be a pretty fast series if it follows it I don't know if it will or not, but we'll see There's some differences like she's actually in their class already in the anime but Same thing in the first episode you see in the background you see King of Tokyo in the background with the exact colors It's it's King of Tokyo like oh my god. That's King of Tokyo So it's kind of geeky and cool for your board game geek And I've recently become one of those because I've been reviewing some board games. I haven't been releasing a lot of them on the podcast because of reasons, but we're getting to release them. Don't worry. We have some YouTube videos of it. You'll definitely check it out. Just check out the show notes and the links. Um, But, yeah. uh, So, artwork is very shoujo-y, but I like it. Even though this is a Shonen series, it seems a little cute, but i got to say, it's on point. So, I'm going to have to give... Hokago Sakoro Kurabu, After School Dice Club, really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this manga now, your brain, your freeze eyes will swell up and your soul will be forfeit to the great Goose star. It is a crazy, weird, niche series that I didn't think would be interesting and it is totally interesting. It went out of left field. And it's so simple, but it's engaging because the way that they play these games, you don't know what's going to happen. And it makes you want to go check these games out. I didn't... I told you what the games were. I didn't tell you how they play or how the interactions go. And it's pretty interesting because it's not always that one character wins over the other ones. Each one has their own pluses and minuses. So you have to read it or watch to check it out. Now, the random question of the day for this episode is, do you own any of the Spiel de Jahres board games? The winners? Uh... Personally, I own four of them. I own Ticket to Ride, Dixit, Hanabi, and Codenames. Even though I'm getting rid of Hanabi, because I don't think it should have won. It's kind of a weird version of bullshit. Um, if you ever play bullshit, it's a weird game. But Codenames, Dixit, are a blast, and Ticket to Ride is super addictive. But yeah, let me know. Email me, zasparker.com. Let me know what Spiel de Jard games you own, if you have any, or if you've played any of them. And there are games like Azul, Settlers of Catan, Dominion, uh, Tortoise and Hare, uh, Power, uh, Power Grid, uh, just look up, uh, Spiel des Jardes, S-P-I-E-L-D-E-S-J-A-H-R-E-S, award winners. Let me know. So, anyway, if you have any comments or concerns or you disagree with me, you think this is a weird series or don't like the anime... Let me know, Zanspirekin.com, that's X-A-N, not Z-A-N, at S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N. Remember, you can email me, comment, or just let me know what you think. And with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one, that only... <laughs> Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Mysterious Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the ten slots. And what we're going to do is we're going to spin this wheel, and whenever number it lands on us, we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And I'm kind of excited because we've got some great titles on here. Also, remember this week we're going to be doing our review of a certain film starring a certain actor. Uh... That's representing a DC villain this week, so stay tuned for that. But let's spin and see what we're reviewing in the next episode. I'm kind of excited. Because we've got some great titles on here. Number three. So, in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, we're reviewing a manga which is similar to a lot of other mangas, I think, because it's one where the main character doesn't really talk... And what are we talking about? We're talking about Comey Can't Communicate. Yes, a series about a girl who doesn't talk or can talk weird. But I'll let you know how it is in the next episode. So, anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm just really excited to see where everything goes. So, I guess that's it for this episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it and hanging out. Hope I've brought some entertainment. And keep listening. Keep playing... Games, keep reading manga, and just keep being cool. I'm your Hosea, and I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time. See ya.